When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, ESPN 2, the ESPN app. Key, you just download it. One app, one tap, right? Let me see. You can see listen, listen to the podcast. What else? Where else can you hear us? Everywhere. What's going on with you this morning? Uh, it looked like it's raining and where you're at. No. No? no it's not raining. I saw a shot of this kind of gray or whatever. It looked like I saw some sprinkles coming down. Not this morning, yeah. at least. Well, not oh, when okay. I got here. But, I'm uh, good. How is good it raining time. where you are as usual, right? Nasty weather, a little cold and stuff, yeah. right? Yeah. I had a big cold on today, you know. <laughs> yeah. You got the toes out today again? Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> Pedicure and all that? I, look, I, I was telling somebody, I don't know who it was the other day, Max, we were talking. And I said, I probably only put on shoes when I go to the gym. So good. It's such a good life. Unless I'm at a restaurant in the evening. Right. Other than that. And then you put on those little, those little summer, those little summer slip-ons, right? Or uh, <laughs> uh, uh, put on my chucks or something like yeah, that. And that's yeah. pretty much it. And you're good. And I'm good to, I'm good to go. You know, trying to recover with the voice. Yeah. Uh, what happened? I heard you on NFL Live the other day, sounding like you've been working. You work at ESPN. Yeah. Yeah, so boy, they, <laughs> they gonna get, hey, they gonna get every ounce of the juice out of the lemon. That's it. Every every I, ounce. Hey, I don't have any complaints. I enjoy work, working with everybody, but sometimes <laughs> them days just run. And when you the guy that they go to, you got to do it. I guess. Well, the other thing is we're calling it work. Let's be honest. Like last night. Key, you know how you tell me, like, put the phone down, leave it alone, which when I started this job, which was the best advice anyone gave me about how to sleep, right? Like, just don't look at the phone, put it down, go to sleep. But last couple nights, you know, Yankees games start after 7 o'clock Eastern. So, like an idiot, but I'm just curious. You know, the, the game is going on right then, so I start checking my phone, 9, 8.30, 9 o'clock. It's a tight game. I keep checking my phone. So after I did that two nights ago, I'm like, you know what, for that – let me just put it aside. I got curious again. Started looking at it again. Now it's a close game. It's 1-1. It's whatever. The, the Reds take the lead. I'm like, oh, I'm good. Yankees come back, and I'm like, I'm not going to do this again. Let me just put the game on, right? Like, I'm not going to follow the whole game on my phone lose the sleep anyway. So now I'm watching the game. Yankees take a two-run lead. It's extra innings. Oh, we got this. And collapse in the, in the, <laughs> in the top of the inning and wind up losing. I stayed up past 11 for that. Yeah, and and on top of that, you're so pissed off, you probably won't go to sleep until right. you tire yourself all the way out. 100%. So, I, I had to drink a glass so of wine to go to sleep. You're so emotionally invested in the win, and it just, all the sales just go away. That's why I don't, look, I when I get home, I throw my phone over, and I'm done until such due time that I need it. Uh, I just, that's just not me, man, because you... You mess around and be messing with that thing; it'll kill your sleep off. Kill your sleep. It's the best advice because you get this. Starting to do this show, you're getting up at you know anywhere between three thirty, and I'll push it on after a Monday night football game. I'll push it to 
4.15 if I have to, right? Like just to get four hours in. And, and man, it's rough. So when you can get sleep, you got to leave all the distraction devices alone. Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio. You know who they're not leaving alone. I don't know how to segue to this. DeAndre Ayton Key, that's the news right now. Uh, I'm doing this just in, 2 p.m. Eastern, ESPN, yesterday. And we're getting ready to do the last segment when Woj drops the Woj bomb. And uh, Tim Bontemps, you know, talks about it in the final segment. DeAndre Ayton, they got an offer sheet out to him, right? And the offer sheet has implications uh, because it forced the Suns to match. Listen to Adrian Wojnarowski, ESPN senior NBA insider, on what, how Indiana may have scuttled a Kevin Durant deal to Phoenix. Within moments of DeAndre Ayton signing a record four-year, $133 million offer sheet with the Indiana Pacers, the Phoenix Suns match that offer sheet. They'll retain DeAndre Ayton, the restricted free agent center. Now, they can't trade him until January 15th, and DeAndre Ayton has the right to veto any trade for the next year. So how that impacts the Suns' pursuit of Kevin Durant, well... It makes it difficult for them to have the necessary assets uh, to get a deal done for Durant. Remember, Devin Booker can't be traded for a year because of his contract extension. They had no interest in trading him anyway for Durant. And now Aiton, at least until January 15th, can't be moved. It will be challenging for Phoenix to find the kind of package they'll need to try to pry Kevin Durant out of Brooklyn. What you think, Key? Uh, uh. You know, it just says that based on what Woj just said, it sounds like Kevin Durant will be looking for a new home in another place and not in Phoenix. When If you can't trade him till January, you can't move Devin Booker. On top of that, if Aiden has veto power, what makes you think he wants to go to Brooklyn and play? Why would he want to go to a team that's going to be, for the most part, decimated because you're losing the top, top dogs in Kyrie Irving along with Kevin Durant? So it's kind of... I wonder why Phoenix. I wonder why Phoenix matched if it was a serious. Well, I guess you don't want to take the chance that you don't get Kevin Durant and you wind up losing both Kevin Durant and DeAndre. Yeah. What are your you options? Match. What are your options so you, at that you're point? You're kind of stuck at that point. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see now who gets in it, who how how they can pull it off. But what happens in this situation, I think Max, is that it lessens. Uh, Brooklyn's uh, demands for yeah, Kevin Durant. The market, gets, the market, the market goes market, down. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, market, the market like, was a little uh-oh. soft anyway, Key. So now you can't get what Rudy Gobert got and all the other people that's out there, you know, looking for a hall for a Hall of Fame talent, pl- talented player like Kevin Durant because there's not a lot of options, so to speak. A lot of people are saying now, like a reaction of a lot of people is when this news broke is that. KD is going to be in Brooklyn next year. That's the reaction of a lot of people. Now, I could, I could see a lot of reasons why DeAndre Ayton would want to go to Brooklyn, why he wouldn't veto it. First of all, they are rebuilding, but the haul that you're going to get for KD and Kyrie is such that you get to rebuild, but with you as a key piece in a major media market with a lot of assets coming in, uh, I could see where he would be okay with that. I mean, it depends on where he wants to live, all those kind of things. You have well, you to talk to DeAndre Ayton. He, he went to college in Arizona, Max. Yep. So <laughs> He's happy there. He's happy there, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. you got to be happy there. You went to college there, even though it was probably a little 
little incentive to go to college there, and, and now you're a pro there. So it's not as easy as I want to move and I want to live in Brooklyn. Um, yeah. You know, but there's other teams that are going to be out there. I'm sure you're still going to take a sniff at the Miami Heat. There's a lot of rumors swirling around that there could be a reunion back in Golden State. But if I'm Golden State, do I really want to give up? Do I want to give up everything, my young nucleus and core that they're going to come after of, to win a championship over the, you know two championships over the next four that, years or that's so? That's a great question. Do I want to give up that you know? Do I want to give up the, the Wisemans of the world and maybe there's a Jordan Poole that they're reaching for, a Kaminga, just all those different pieces. That's a great. I mean, when you think about how good the Golden State Warriors, how well they set this up, the hardest thing to do is to transition from one dynasty into the next era where you can also be highly competitive. You look at you. You mentioned it, Wiseman. Kaminga, they're set up with size and talent and Jordan Poole and Wiggins. They're set up to make a real smooth transition. I mean, look, if when Steph eventually is not playing at the, at the level he's playing at now, that's hard to replace, but they're set up love right now. You're going to you're going to move heaven and earth to bring back in KD to win what? Another championship or two? You just won it without him. Yeah, and that, and that's my whole point. You typically don't see basketball rosters uh, set to the point where you can move from one dynasty sort of nucleus to another potential. You just don't usually see it in basketball. When, think about it, you know, I could just think about the Lakers. When the Worthies and the Magics and the Cap were gone, we were left with Elton Campbells and Nicky V's, and it just didn't work out the way we needed it to. You typically don't see it. Think about Boston. When Bird and all those guys departed, they went on a, a bad run for a long period of time. They were messing around with D. Browns, and it just didn't work out until they got the big three where they won a championship. And you think about Miami and the Miami Heat when, with those guys and Shaq and them and Dwayne Wade. They, it took a minute, and then they had to go get LeBron and them. But this situation at Golden State is is like, I don't know, just perfect, it seems like, to be able to transition from Clay and Steph and Draymond in the Wiggins and Kaminga and Poole and possibly Wiseman and then whatever picks you have. You want to hear something crazy about the Lakers because you brought it up, Key? You think of it, I mean, I think of it as, man, those were some gloomy days, right? Like post, post-Magic post and, and Worthy and all them. But actually, I just looked it up because I wanted to be sure. It was two years. They went 43 or three years, 43 wins, which is not terrible, right? 39 wins, which is also not good, but also not the worst in the world. They had one bad year with 33 wins. Key, then at 48, 53, 56, they had two bad years. That's like the doom and gloom era after magic. All right, coming up, the Chargers, Cowboys, or Dolphins. If you had the choice, Chargers, Cowboys, Dolphins, which team would you want to coach? Next, Keyshawn J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, ESPN2. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, 
Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Okay, they got me in this, you know, you, look, you're, you're in L.A., Jay is off today, and so they, so I'm not in that big studio all by myself, right? So I figured maybe I'd be in that in the in the Barton Hahn studio, right? That's like a like a real radio studio, not as big and nice as the one we're usually in, but still, it's like a dedicated radio studio. Yeah. Get to work. They put me in what they call the uh, what's it called the uh, the break room? No, what do they call this room? The glow. The glow. Uh, no, it's not the it's not a glow point. It's like a closet. The, uh, the huddle room. The huddle room. They call it the huddle oh, room. You're in the you're in the the small room. That is about the size of a closet. Yeah. And, yeah, it's the camera straight ahead. And yeah. You're claustrophobic right now. The, the podcast room. This is where they, like, I see Zach Lowe do the podcast. It's a little podcast room. Yeah, you, you're probably claustrophobic in there. Is the yeah. air conditioner on? Yeah, the AC. By the way, I'm not worried about claustrophobia. As long as the AC's working key, you can put me anywhere. I'm good. No, I I, uh, I do NFL Live a lot from that that uh, that room, and I do hits from there. It's I mean, you'll live. I know you're used to the, the, the penthouse, and yes. now you're in the owl house, and it feels a little bit different for you, but Do you understand, you'll survive. Do you understand a man of my magnitude who's accomplished nothing in his life but can talk just a pile of mess, deserves better than a closet? They should put me in the biggest, grandest studio ever. You know how many <laughs> touchdowns I've talked about? Yeah, that, that would be interesting to find out how many touchdowns you've talked about. That's right. You can look up the stats. I've talked about more touchdowns than anybody. I'm the all-time leader in talking about touchdowns. Yeah, speaking of talking about, um, Marcellus, your ex-partner, texted me yesterday asking about my party. And on the invitations, my wife's name is on there along with the person who's giving it. And he goes, am I going to the right party? I'm like, of course you are, fool. What the hell's wrong with you? If there's a party, Marcellus shows up. Then he asked if he could DJ. I said, Marcellus, we have a DJ. I don't need you getting on, bringing that other witness protection network sounds to the stage. You know, I once had a birthday party. Kiki, you're turning. You you don't care if I do. You you don't care if I talk about the number, right? I'm 50. Yeah, right. Of course. You're turning. All you got to do is Google my damn name, Max. Yeah, I know. I'm an idiot. And I, listen, I'm not sleeping because the Yankees games are on too late. Like, what do you want from me? All right, and, and it's, it's every night, right? They don't end until after 11. I got to get up at 4. So, so you're turning 50, big party. Key, when I turned, like, I want to say 40, I had my – I was in L.A. Parents were in town. Had uh, 
you know, my daughter's there and everything, invited Marcellus, and you, you've never seen something so funny as, as Marcellus showing up at this place. Anyway, we'll talk about it later. This is ESPN Radio's NFL Two-A-Days, the Los Angeles Chargers. Man, the talent on that roster, especially the moves they made, bringing one of the best corner free agents in all of football, Khalil Mack. I mean, come on, man. I mean, if they stay healthy, watch out for the Chargers. Everything they've done, I think, has been ahead of the curve. And yes, they didn't make the playoffs last year. Yes, they spit the bid at the end of the season. I get it. This is the team I think is going to make the biggest jump this year. Jay Will and Max, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, your smart speaker. Download the podcast. If you say play ESPN, boom, your boys are right there. Oh, look at that, Key. They've switched what side we're on. No, not to me. You've always been on my left. Oh, on your left. Hold on a second. Now I'm disoriented. I got one eye right now. I'm, I'm disoriented. All right. Key, you know, listening to that sound coming in, the Sean Payton stuff to me is so interesting. Uh, Keyshawn J. Will Max is presented by Progressive Insurance, by the way. It's so interesting because everyone's thinking, because the Cowboys are the name brand, right? The Lakers, the Yankees, the Cowboys. That's what you hear in the national media constantly because people care about it. It does ratings. That's what people talk about. And everyone's linking them to the Cowboys, the Cowboys, the Cowboys. Might be. I could understand why they would. And probably he is interested, I imagine. It's one of the most glamorous jobs in sports in the world, head coach of the Cowboys. People talk about Miami, too can understand that too they have a pretty good you know other than quarterback they and we'll see they have a nice roster it's miami the whole thing especially maybe if tom brady shows up like we'll see but the chargers to me that's the interesting one and it's kind of like flying under the radar somehow maybe not now that we'll talk about it but i look at the chargers if i'm sean payton it's where i want to go where did this all of a sudden come from though Max, well, uh, where, where where did the Sean Payton sniff around come from? Miami Herald story was came out, and and you know because it's Miami and Miami's one of the markets, but the other two markets mentioned were of course the Cowboys and also the Chargers from Barry Jackson of the Miami Herald. Yeah, it, you know when you start to think about the teams, I know that the Miami Dolphins allegedly had interest in both Tom Brady and Sean Payton. And I can see where former head coach of mine, Bill Parcells, former executive of the Miami Dolphins, is a really good mentor to Sean, could give him some intel about that organization and tell him all about it. And I can see where that can kind of smell a certain way. Same thing with the Cowboys. Sean coached us at the Cowboys when he was my offensive coordinator. He has a home in Texas, very familiar with the Jones family and how they operate. He was around them. He's seen them. He's seen them getting in the way and all those sort of things of personnel at times. Then you got the Chargers now, right, Max? Mm -hmm. Out of nowhere. (laughs) And then as I started looking at it and I started saying to myself, that makes a hell of a lot of sense. Because you have a quarterback with Hall of Fame potential. You got a defense with Khalil Mack and Nick Bosa, and they bring in they bring in Jackson. They got uh, Derwin James at the safety. They got Keenan Allen locked up. They got Mike Williams locked up. They just drafted the big tackle, another offensive line. Like the roster is crazy. Slater, yeah. Sexy. Yeah, Slater. It's a crazy, sexy roster. Yeah. 
And if you are a quarterback, I mean, if you are a head coach like Sean Payton, you're looking for the perfect situation, meaning like you don't have to worry about nothing. They're building a brand-new facility. It's Los Angeles. It's Orange County. It's Costa Mesa. It's a new stadium, although you share it. It all of a sudden gives major, major credit to the Los Angeles Chargers. It increases the family's value in the team Mm -hmm. by getting a head coach like that, you know, because there's some issues going on. Yeah. The the equity, there's some issues going on with family dynamics. The Spanos family, you're talking about. The, the, yeah, the Spanos family. Yeah, they ain't family. got the money. They ain't got the money like uh, they. I can't even say cross town like they're uh, like the their 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 the tenants they share with, right? Like they ain't got the same no, kind of money as Cronky. No, no, it's no, they different. Don't have the same. And so now you you slide Sean Payton in there, it increases that value. Yeah. And it's a really good team with a hell of a head coach. And the caveat, which is interesting, is Lombardi, the offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm who was on Sean Payton's staff mm-hmm. in New Orleans is right there on the ground floor. Yo, so he so can always funny. give you a a, a, a a field view of what the quarterback is all about. Always, listen, when Key talks about this, I want everyone to listen. Pay very close attention. Because Key is a made man. It's like the mob, right? It's like, the, it's like you know, you hear Don't Bill's mafia. Don't tell my secrets, man. I, 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 all I'm going to say is the NFL, you're a made guy. There's an NFL mafia of made dudes. And when you think, like, who's the most powerful dude in the NFL or who's the influencer behind the scenes, it might still be Bill Parcells. It's still like there's a Parcells family mob in the in the NFL where everyone who know who like they've won together, they know each other, you start hearing things. And and what I notice about what you do, Key, is you look at personnel, not just on the field, but in front offices, scouts, etc. You look at where the people are when you start to like think about where someone might wind up. So when you say Lombardi's in L.A., and I mean, it, it, it's the, and then you think and you just laid it out why it makes so much sense from the point of view of the Chargers, equity in the team goes through the roof, right? From Sean Payton, if you're looking for the perfect situation, or like Miami's great, Dallas is great, L.A., that's where you would want to be. And, and the, it's and unbelievable. The thing, and one other caveat to that is he has family in the Southern California area, beloved family in the Southern California area. He spends a lot of time in the Southern California area. And, you know, I got crushed. I don't, I don't know. Were you... Yeah, you were with us last year. Mm-hmm. I got crushed when I talked about Sean Payton stepping down. Uh, Did you? Like in, yeah, I got crushed. Oh, people, oh, he doesn't know what he's talking about, this, that, and the other. Because I, I talked about it like in November. Mm-hmm. And people was like, oh, he just, that I he's, remember. Getting it, he's getting it from his nephew. I'm like, you have no idea. It's not a get from the nephew. It's an understanding of the landscape. And when you look at the current head coach in Brandon Staley, who is a good head coach, who was a good defensive coordinator for the Rams in one year. He parlays that into a head coaching job. Five years later, or five years before, he was coaching at some high school or something like that. He made a lot of in-game decisions that cost the Chargers about four games last year, in my opinion. Maybe it was more, maybe it was less. I don't know. I saw about four that made me feel a certain way about him. So if I'm the Spanos family and the Sean Payton is available, 
then I might, you know, depending on how this year go, I might have to send him packing. Lombardi's on the staff, and he's got to be telling. And by the way, they haven't made the playoffs in the two years of Herbert's career where he's played out of his mind. Like this is so. And, and Sean Payton sitting right there, key the Cowboys and the Dolphins make sense. He, Sean Payton, you talked about it. Perfect situation. The expectations have never been very high for the Chargers. No one's ever cared about them from every point of view. Sean Payton to the Chargers is is like it's perfect. It's perfect. The road to the rematch is on as bantamweight champ Juliana Pena and former champ Amanda Nunez go head-to-head as coaches on the historic 30th season of The Ultimate Fighter. Stream the series now exclusively on ESPN+. Plus. Sign up now at ESPNplus.com. So, okay, which quarterback? I'm going to ask if this is the first time in sports history this question will be asked in sports media. Let us be the first show, Keyshawn J. Will and Max, to ask it. Which quarterback? And I predict once I ask this question, it'll become all the craze, Key. Every, every show is going to use this question. Ready? Which quarterback is under the most pressure to win a Super Bowl this season? Oh, my God. I just reinvented the wheel. We'll talk about that after Key has this from Cheerios. Oh, gosh. I have to figure this out. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Hold on one second. All right. Well, if you're someone who skips breakfast, Key, you know what you're doing? You're really missing out. And, And no, downing a cup of coffee like I do as you're running out the door does not count as breakfast especially when you can start your morning the right way with a bowl of heart-healthy Honey Nut Cheerios. You should already know this, but if you need a reminder, Honey Nut Cheerios has the irresistible taste of golden honey and provide 12 essential vitamins and minerals. Key, I remember when Honey Nut Cheerios dropped like a new album. Oh, my God, it changed the world, making it a family favorite. Love me some Honey Nut Cheerios. So don't wait. Put your heart into today. It's oh so important. Pick up a box of Honey Nut Cheerios today at your local grocery store. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! 
Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Keyshawn, J. Willemax, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80, and your smart speakers. Oh, that was a clear shot right there. I what? saw a shot earlier. That was a clear shot. Yeah. The seaport looked clear. I shot. A, I saw a shot earlier. It looked like it was raining. It ain't hard to tell, as the song said. Hey, uh, it's funny about what, I, what we heard about roasts coming in. Can you know what a roast was? You know, because like... If- it's not, okay, so you know Jay. Jay going to try to frame it as if I didn't know what a roast was. Right. I know what a roast is. I've never been to a roast, uh, nor have I ever watched a roast. So, you know, I just, I'm not interested in that. That's all. It's not an interest of mine to be able to sit down and listen to people or watch people make fun of somebody past of what they've done. It's just, it's corny well, I mean, and boring for, to me. For, first of all, they, someone just, some genius back in the day was like, what should we put on TV? Let's make a TV show. I know. You know how people snap on each other? Let's just put it, just instead of snapping for free, let's put it on TV and make some money. That's all. That's all a roast is. Yeah, I, I don't. I mean, I, you know, I'm just not interested. I already know about you, Max. What the hell do I want to sit up and listen to somebody tell me about your bald head when you were in junior high or something? I'm like, no. <laughs> I was proud of it. I, I didn't know my head could. You know, like because you really don't know if your head could take a baldy until you have one. You go, oh, look at that. I could pull it off. Some people, it's not mm. for them. You probably could pull it off based on your facial features and your dimensions. Yeah, you could pull it off because your ears aren't really too wide. Mm. You know, you got a little bit of a long gauge. You don't have like a pie face that's round. I mean, you <laughs> no. can pull it off. No pie face here. No, you would look like King Kong Bundy then. <laughs> King Kong Bundy. Yeah. The, hey, wrestling reference. You, I get that. Listen, all my references come from that era, James, in wrestling. Uh, I remember the tag team. This was the greatest tag team event I can remember. Andre the Giant and Hulk Hogan took on King Kong Bundy and Big John Stud. Remember that key? Andre? I, I, re- I mean, I, I don't remember the actual match, but I now that you said, I mean, I know the four wrestlers, but yeah, yeah. now that you said it, I'm like, hmm. I think I went to the first WrestleMania ever. Really? The one with uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper? Yeah, at the sports arena here in Los Angeles. Wait, I in thought the, that was at MSG. No, I think it was in L.A. at sports arena. Look it up when you get a minute, you know, when we were on our break. And if not, it might have been WrestleMania two or something. Mm, yeah, but yeah. It, I went, and that thing was crazy. crazy. I was into it big time when I was a kid. As I got older and I realized, you know, <laughs> there's some stuff that go See, on. I, I never, I never, I was, I loved WW back then, F, when I was a kid, but I never thought it was real. Because I could see if you ever seen no, a fight. It's, it, no, it's real. No, I, yeah, but, I, not, I didn't, but they're not really key. But my, my friends used to Max, tell me we're like Max ten, Kellerman. We're like ten years old. They're like, Max, oh no, they're Max. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's no, they real. don't. They don't. <laughs> okay, but you see someone hitting even a little kid. You see someone hitting someone and and stomping on the mat at the same time. Stop. <laughs> why, why would they do well, that? I didn't. I mean, but you're not looking at it like that. When a guy takes a, a chair yeah, and a whacks chair. it across somebody's back, that's real. My, but my it's dude, not my dude L- Robin force. Lundberg used to talk about who's at SI now. Used to talk about you know they keep they should find a better place to keep those folding chairs and under the ring. It's not safe. 
<laughs> they, they need to store them somewhere back there. They keep taking Isn't them out and hitting people though? with it. Every time they run, they go underneath the mat and pull the chair <laughs> pull out. Pull out the chair, there's, the folding there's chair. There's chairs out under there. There's tables. There's, like, baseball bats and sledgehammer. Like, there's a lot of stuff under there. James, you worked with Lumberg, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah I love yeah. Robin. That was, that was we, one of his goals. We go- did Saturdays, uh, uh, Saturday nights uh, for a long time. One of his go-to lines. He's doing great now. So, so yeah. Key, uh, you were at WrestleMania 2, which is at the— It was WrestleMania 2. Yeah, okay. Los Angeles Memorial Sports Arena. What year? What year was that? Uh, eight, I think. Eight, yeah, I remember that. Eighty-eight. Oh, eighty-six. Sorry, nineteen eighty-six. Eighty-five was the first one. The yeah. main event was Hulk Hogan yes. uh, versus King Kong Bundy in a steel cage. Yeah, the steel cage. It was now, the steel. Hey, hey, Max, it was the steel cage match. Steel cage match. I remember it like it was yesterday. Yeah. I begged, and we couldn't really afford to to do those sort of things. But I begged my mother to let us go and get those tickets and stuff. And she scraped and crawled and did everything. Gotcha. I remember it like it was yesterday, man. Gotcha, I swear man. to you. It was like sports arena, the cage, steel cage match, Hulk Hogan, King Kong Bundy. I knew it was like WrestleMania 1 or 2. I remember that. One, one, one I remember was because they got Mr. T. Damn, and we old. They got Mr. T and Hulk Hogan against Roddy Piper and... Well, I don't remember. Cowboy that. Bob Orton. Oh, yeah, yeah. But we I got James we're, fired we're, up. We're, 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 you guys are in my wheelhouse right the, now. Yeah, James, James is fired up. Yeah, this is how far back I go. I remember when Bob Backlund was the head, and they used to say heavyweight champ. He was the heavyweight champ. And he, like, John, the big John Stubb was beating him, but he won on a DQ. And wrestling was kind of flat back then. And then when Hulk Hogan beat the Iron Sheik, I want to say... Did Iron Sheik beat Bob Backlund? Sergeant Slaughter yep. figured in there somewhere. And then Hulk Hogan broke the camel clutch at Madison Square Garden and beat the Iron Sheik. And then wrestling took off. Took off. And Nikolai, you know. Nikolai Volkov and the Iron Sheik. Yeah, man. Remember Nikolai that? Volkov. Yeah. <laughs> Key, you know what's crazy? And people don't realize one of the most influential movies of all time. Because in the mid 80s, this came out early 80s, but all the stars from this took over the 80s. Rocky Three. That's the one with Mr. T as Clubber Lang, which is a great underrated movie. It's the best Rocky. I don't care what anyone says. Rocky Three launched Hulk Hogan, really. That's when they, after Rocky Three came out, they're like, we got to make this dude champ. And Mr. T, Mr. T and Hulk Hogan basically took over the 80s after that movie. Yeah, I, uh, no, I was in the, I was in the wrestling waking up every morning on Saturday early to watch it. Yeah, it man. was on, I think it was on Channel 11 out here, which was KTTV. That's a, instead of cartoons in the morning. All right, listen. This show, as you know, Key, is uh, influential. You mentioned it uh, earlier today. You'll have a football take, and all of a sudden, you'll notice it. It doesn't mean people are parroting it exactly, but it will set the mood. If you come out positive about so the people tend to say if negative, tend to say negative. So I'm curious to know what you think of this, because I think it will start to influence the way this is framed by people, the, kind of, the way they see this. Bernard Pollard and Lamar Jackson had Twitter beef. Bernard Pollard had been critical of Lamar Jackson. To Whatever the motivation, to me, the analysis sounded honest. You don't have to agree with it, but it sounded honest. Lamar Jackson is a run-first quarterback. It's not that he can't make the throws, but he doesn't do it consistently, and the offense is designed as consistently as some other top quarterbacks, and he is elite, he's an MVP, and the offense is designed because of that, he believes. Uh, Bernard Pollard believes. Bernard Pollard, of course, hard-hitting safety for the champion Ravens, the Ray Lewis team. Okay. So Lamar Jackson 
flamed him on Twitter. Talking basically, the point was, dude, you're not as famous as me, right? Like, but but and man, it touched a nerve with Lamar. And you mentioned yesterday, and I and I quoted this or I referred to it on this just in two p.m. Eastern on ESPN key about how you said, look, he's negotiating a contract right now, or they're in that time frame where they're talking, where they're going to be getting a new deal, and it's Ravens on Ravens crime. Why are you trying? You know, like he's kind of like messing with the dude's money. Lamar went at him. So yesterday we have. Bernard Pollard on the show. And in addition to talking about the back and forth with Lamar, Pollard said this about Lamar Jackson. Has he gotten better since day one of being there? Yes. Is he an inconsistent football player at the quarterback position? Yes. I truly believe he's a top 10 talent, but not a top 10 quarterback. I do agree he's gotten better, but when it's all said and done, I do not believe he's a consistent quarterback that's going to be able to take this team to the Super Bowl. Okay, what do you think of that, Key? Is that a fair way to describe Lamar? It, it, it is a fair way because here's what Paula was saying. He's gotten better since he's gotten in the league, which is true. He's had some inconsistencies, which is true. However, to say that he doesn't believe that he is a good enough quarterback to take him to the Super Bowl I wouldn't be so bold on that just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy is only in his fourth year. He's <coughs> going into his fifth year. He hasn't played his fifth year yet. To be able to do what he's done, take over a team from Joe Flacco, go to the playoffs, okay? Then all of a sudden, go to the playoffs as a starter, win the MVP, win a playoff game. Mm-hmm. Then moved to the next stages where he got hurt, and they and you saw the team was rolling. He was an MVP candidate, and he gets hurt. Everybody else gets hurt. Well, they were they, all hurt first. Key, like let's not oh, that's true. That, that is, he carried no, that, that, that team. Is, that is true. They were hurt first. Then he gets hurt. The wheels fall from underneath them. They're still fighting and playing well. I think he could have came back at some point in time, but they were looking at the team and probably saying. You know what? Just sit tight, man. We we all right. Now you're at a stage where he has a contract coming up. They're trying to negotiate this contract. So you have his feelings. You're getting involved in my money. You're trying to set a narrative about who I am by saying that the offense is only set up this way because of my ability. That is very true. But that's with all quarterbacks. That's with all players. If I, as a receiver... Clyde Christensen was my offensive coordinator, who's the quarterback coach right now of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I went to Clyde Christensen and said, Clyde, I'm having trouble, and I've always had trouble, running an in route from right to left. Can we keep this from left to right? Put that, And Clyde wouldn't call it from right to left anymore because he wanted me to succeed. He would call it from left to right and that because I just had a problem running the in cut from there. So things are going to be based on your skill set and what you can do so we can maximize your talent. Tom Brady can't run the option. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers would be damn fools to have him run RPOs or options. Right? I mean, that's the reality of course, but here's the question I have for you about that. And it's like a philosophical thing with me I wonder about a lot of the time. I I notice it in in life where short-term incentives 
usually dictate behavior more than long-term goals. It takes a special kind of organization or person to set aside short-term incentives, like that fast money, for the long-term goals. And so how, how does that apply? It applies to energy policy in the U.S. We need energy now, right? But the climate, but the globe is warming. We get, yeah, but we got to burn the fossil fuel because we, whatever the solar stuff is, we need it right now. Um, and, and, it, and it informs behavior even if it leads to disaster. This happens in boxing. With, there are too many titles. Yeah, but every time we get a title, we can make our fighter more money. Yeah, but overall, the, the, the pool is shrinking because of that. Hard to put. It's, it's, an, it's a matter of the way the game is set up. So that, that'll dictate the behavior. So when you can run like Lamar, the, you could always get that first down, it feels like, right? So the incentive short term is keep those chains moving. But it takes a certain kind of discipline, I mean from the coaching staff on down, to make sure that that doesn't interfere with the long-term goal key, which is no matter how well you can run, if you, and it's not like Lamar can't thread the needle. He can. We've seen it too many times. He's got a great arm. But to be consistently accurate, eyes down the field, all that kind of stuff, doesn't the, the ability to run sometimes, that short-term incentive, can that hinder his long-term capacity to play in a way that could win a Super Bowl? No, not at all, Max. As long as he can continue to do it, why wouldn't you do it, right? Why wouldn't you run the RPOs if it's available to you as long as he could continue to do it? His injuries didn't come from getting hit. His injuries didn't come from him getting beat up. He didn't get whacked on the sideline like RG3 did when the Shanahan's put him in harm's way. It's not the same, and I think that's the narrative that's always set about a guy who's running the football at the quarterback position. More quarterbacks get injured in the pocket the outside than they true. do on the perimeter. By a very listen, little bit, listen, but it's let, true. Yeah. Let me Listen to me again, though, Max. More quarterbacks get injured in the pocket than they do on the perimeter. That is but the truth. That's a fact. Th- they they want to set the narrative when talking about it. He's going to be in harm's way. He's going to get injured. Yes, it is more physical if he's running in open space and a dude is taking off 30 yards from down the field and coming at you like a missile. That is very true. But the same thing is true when you're in the pocket. But I do think that Lamar Jackson, with everything around him, as they continue to build, can bring Baltimore Ravens a potential Super Bowl. He I think, really can. I think so, too. But I think the, 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 the wrinkle there that I put in is if teams are like, okay, beat us from the pocket, we're going to make sure he has to beat us with his arm. You can't do that with a quarterback the opposite way. You can't say, let's see him beat us with his legs because he's got a running back. You know? you, but you, you can force a guy to try to beat you with his arm, and if he's not practiced doing that, but he is practicing doing it at the level that he needs to. Do you remember? Do you remember the Monday night game against the Rams? Uh, his MVP year. You have to remind me. It was a Monday. It was a Monday night game in Los Angeles mm-hmm. with 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 Mark Ingram in the backfield, mm-hmm. and they went out to L.A. You know he stuck a torch to their ass. Yeah. No, like I've he, seen him do it. They wanted to challenge him throwing the football. He lit them up to I've, a whole nother level. I've seen him do it, but I think the criticism is you got to keep doing it consistently. One, that, one thing I'll say, but that, but that Max, that's criticism with all quarterbacks, man. Yeah, but some you of those guys, like Josh down. Allen, Josh Allen now has shown people he can do it. Yeah, okay. Did you see it? Which I hate to say, did you? Because I know you did. Did you see Josh Allen his first two years? Hundred percent. Like? No, no. He was on his way. They was on their Hot way to garbage. thinking about drafting yeah. another quarterback. Yeah. Then all of a sudden. 
it turned like that. Now, I want to bring this up, Key, because people talk about, well, he's going into his fifth year. And by now, blah, 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 blah. But here's the thing about Lamar Jackson. What I look at as much as how many years you've been in the league is your age. Because if you're really young and you've been in the league for five years, it means you are capable of accomplishing great things at an early age. Key, he's a month younger than Joe Burrow. So yes. you can look at it two ways. You could say, well, Joe Burrow's only been in the league one, you know, two years, and he already been to a Super Bowl. But the that other way to look at it is... circumstances, though, Of course. Right? But what I'm saying is the other way to look at it is Lamar Jackson's a month younger than Joe yeah, Burrow. Young. No, he's younger. And he's but won that, an MVP, and he's won but, a playoff game. Yeah, but it doesn't, the fact his age really, to me, doesn't matter because he matured at Louisville. He also has matured in the NFL. And then when you look at the situation... If he in the Baltimore Ravens was healthy last year, mm-hmm. healthy, mm-hmm. do you think that Cincinnati would have ran through that conference? No, I think that Lamar Jackson was the he had two or three different weeks until he got hurt where he was the best player on earth. Two yes. or three separate weeks. Now you're competing with a lot of different players. Like the guy who wins the MVP may not be the best player in the league in any game, right? He's just among the best all through the season. But Lamar spent two or three different games until he got hurt. That's the best player in the world, and and he was carrying a team that he had no business carrying. They were they they really had no personnel until he got hurt. They were live. Another thing you got to think about when you look at him and you mentioned age, right, Max? He's yeah. young. So let's look at him as a young quarterback. Yes, that's what I'm saying. What do general managers do for young quarterbacks? They acquire talent around them. Mm -hmm. I can go down a long laundry list really quick for you. I can look at the Arizona Cardinals and the decision that they made to acquire DeAndre Hopkins Mm -hmm. away from the Texans because they had a young, up-and-coming quarterback in Kyler Murray that they needed to have a veteran receiver presence that could play. At the time, DeAndre Hopkins was a top four receiver in the league. One of the best hands ever. One of the best. He's still one of the top ten receivers in the league. Missed a little bit of time this year because of the -the off-the-field stuff. What did the Buffalo Bills decide to do for Josh Allen? Went out and got him Gilmore. They went out. No, they went out and got Stephon Diggs. I know what you meant. I meant meant Diggs. Stephon. The other Stephon. Yeah, yeah. I know what you meant. They went out and got Stephon Diggs, a veteran-wide receiver that was still young. Mm -hmm. They haven't looked back since. Mm Mm-hmm. What did the the Raiders just do? They went out and traded for a veteran receiver to go with a really good quarterback. No, I'm not even talking about drafting. I'm talking about acquiring. Yeah, I'm talking about acquiring veteran players that can play the position. What just happened in Miami for Tua Tagovailoa? Mm -hmm. They went out and got Tyreek Hill in a trade. Okay, even though they drafted Jalen Waddle, so my AJ whole Brown, AJ Brown to the to, AJ to, for Brown hurts. My whole point is, when you have a young quarterback, what did the Dallas Cowboys do? They went out and got Amari Cooper and drafted Ceedee Lamb. The Baltimore Ravens have yet to really do that. Right. They went and got Bateman. Who didn't play much last year? But and profiles that's not the is a same. number two. Let's be honest. He, pro- he profiles as a, as a number two type receiver, Bateman. Yes. Right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. For now, yeah. for now, if the Baltimore Ravens could somehow shake the tree and go and acquire one of these top ten receivers via trade from somebody, I promise you that passing game will elevate to a whole nother level. And if it doesn't. 
then we can start to say it's on Lamar. Well, that's why, that's what Bernard Pollard was talking about. All these receivers are changing teams. None of them went to the Ravens. But that's you, not on you, them. Right. You, you pointed out how the situation just you know, was a little different. That's for various reasons they didn't. But it wasn't because they don't want to play with Lamar Jackson. And, in fact, Hollywood Brown tweeted in support of Lamar Jackson that people do want to play with him. And uh, Lamar liked that tweet. Of course. Coming up, I'll tell you which quarterback is under the most pressure to win the Super Bowl this year. Keyshawn J. Willemax. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn J. Will and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.